Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Unsurprisingly, the aim of most games is to get as good as you possibly can at them. Be it leveling to an insane amount of power in an RPG, learning a shooter's mechanics so well that you can kill someone with your eyes closed, or having such a mastery of a puzzle game that you know immediately how to solve it. Every genre and type of game rewards you for developing skills. Most of the time, anyways. Just to pull a fast one on you, some games like to actively punish you for being too good at them, either to dissuade you from grinding levels or similar tactics, or just because they didn't expect you to do so well in the first time round. This can often be seemingly by accident, as often this is because the game isn't actively made with players who are exceptional at it in mind, but sometimes it feels as though it's actively out of spite, because very often you don't realise you've been playing a game too well until either a boss fight sabotages itself or you realise you've gotten the wrong end to the game. I am Kirsten from World Culture Gaming and these are 10 video games that punish you for playing perfectly. Number 10, The White Chamber. Arguably, getting everything right in a game shouldn't be the main way you get its best ending, because at the end of the day, it's generally hard to get everything right first time, and being locked out of a game's best ending because of a small mistake or two can feel kind of bitter. The White Chamber takes this into account, especially because you're playing as a character who is revealed to be pretty massively flawed, with the purpose of the plot being her learning to be a little less awful. As such, doing everything perfectly doesn't net you the best ending in the game. Indeed, it nets you the joke ending, where it turns out the whole thing was kind of a prank. Number 9, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Darkness Slash Time for the most part, the Pokemon series, including its spin-offs, reward hard work. If you grind your team up to a high enough level, chances are it'll make everything significantly easier. There is a part of the Mystery Dungeon sequels that does punish ardent fans of the franchise, however. It comes in the Sentry minigame, where you have to guess the Pokemon by their footprint. If you're enough of a pokey nerd that you get them all right immediately straight away, you actually kind of end up shooting yourself in the foot in a sense, because the minigame rewards you far more lucratively if you beat your previous score, meaning the better you do at it the first time around, the less you end up getting from this game overall. And given some of these rewards are super helpful, you can easily feel a little punished for knowing the difference between a Rattata and a Kangaskhan. Number 8, Kirby's Dreamland 2. One of the funniest things in the world is to hear the different names players have developed for enemies in games where you aren't immediately told them. This is especially true when the game is the likes of Mario or Kirby, because you tend to play them first when you're a little younger, meaning both that the name you came up with is more ridiculous and that you simply can't get it out of your head. Kirby Dreamland 2 only encourages this behaviour, as you don't actually get the official heads up as to what the enemy's real names are until you finish the game. Even then, you are only shown all of their names if you get the regular ending by defeating defeating King DDD, or who I like to call the super speedy mallet penguin, without getting all the extra rainbow drops. Number 7, Banjo-Tooie 
For the most part, Banjo-Tooie manages to balance out its difficulty fairly well. You can't complete everything perfectly first try unless you're a dyed-in-the-wall platforming expert, but if you're a decent hand at video games, there also aren't too many areas that'll give you grief. Aside from your last race against Canary Mary, of course, which is almost infamously painful if you don't know about it already. The gist is that Mary is coded with the rubber band catch-up system that most racing games or minigames use, in order to ensure that you can have some kind of competition by having the other players remain relatively close to you. Issue is, if you speed away too early in the race, Mary will speed up and not slow down, meaning that your chances of beating her become suddenly much lower. For your best shot, you need to stay gently a little ahead of your opponent until basically the last lap, unless you want her to suddenly gain super speed when it's most inconvenient. Number 6. Final Fantasy 2 one of the interesting things about Final Fantasy 2 is the stat growth system. Instead of merely boosting your skills when you level up, it runs by a method similar to the likes of Skyrim, where every time you use a weapon or spell, it increases their skill. Use whatever ability enough times and you'll level it up. While this is usually an effective system, it does come with some crucial issues. Namely, that in order to effectively level up your skills, you don't want to win too quickly. Kill an enemy in a single hit and the fight has been significantly less useful than if you'd had to duke it out for a long time. It's an effective way to prevent too much grinding, but it seems weird that Final Fantasy of all games worried about people grinding. It's even weirder when you think that knowing about this system would make you play the game purposely bad at points, just so that you can maximize your skills. Number 5. Shin Megami Tensei 4 the Shin Megami Tensei series is essentially the eccentric older brother of the Persona series, and this alone should clue you into how wild it is at many points in the game. This is essentially true for the morality system in the game. As you might imagine from an RPG, Shin Megami Tensei 4 has the conventional ending setup, with a good ending, a bad ending, and two neutral endings. One of these two neutral endings, the most difficult one to get coincidentally, requires you to not get a neutral moral meter score by the end of the game. Now, you might be asking a very reasonable question. Why? Well, in order to get an actual neutral ending in the game, you need to finish the game with either a negative 8 in morality or a positive 8. Sounds easy, right? Well, the issue is that the final choice you make in the game gives you either a negative or positive 10. So if you manage to play the game so well that you got the most neutral moral score you could, negative or positive 1, the final choice will take you out of the neutral ending in a cruel, cruel twist of maths. So in order to get the neutral ending, you need to be less neutral in your playthrough. Number 4. World of Warcraft You'd think the raid section of World of Warcraft would be the one time you'd be encouraged to be as perfect as is humanly possible at the class you chose. And indeed, if you see or play a top-tier raid, you'll see people turning what was a hobby into a very serious career for however long it lasts, using their skills to the best of their abilities. However, it turns out there is such a thing as being too good in this scenario, as some boss fights actively penalise you for basically being too good. Now, this doesn't seem entirely on purpose, but rather down to the way some fights are constructed. For example, take Meloriac's first phrase down too quickly, and all the summons that he would have used in that phase will appear in the second, on top of the enemies that appear in that phase, leading to a very bad time. This can also happen with achievements, as you can beat a boss too quickly and miss the sweet trophy, leading to hilarious circumstances of DPS players having to hold off in order to not kill their enemy quite just yet. Number 3. Mabinogi if you thought Skyrim's use the thing until it levels up system would be wild, wait until you hear about Mabinogi. 
The game works on a system similar to this, but with one crucial difference. You also have to fail at using a skill a certain amount of times for it to work. Though it's certainly an innovative method, it comes with a really weird side effect. The better you get at this skill, the harder it can be to level it up, because you still need to fail. This means if you get good enough, you'll have to purposely fail at whatever ability you're trying to develop in order to actually improve it, which is the most backwards concept imaginable. Number 2. Red Faction 2 Red Faction 2 has four endings, with which you get being dependent on how well you play the game. For example, the worst ending comes when you get the lowest score, which is exactly as cruel as you might imagine. Interestingly though, the ending that you get for the highest score is actually the game's joke ending, where Alias becomes a best-selling author and has his life made into a video game. Tangier goes to live on Mars, and Shrike marries into a circus and becomes the premium attraction of a popular theme park. Although this makes practical sense, because getting the higher score requires you to be good at the game to a level most only reach on a replay of it, it does accidentally punish you if you turn out to be a natural dab hand. If this happens to be the case, you're going to have to run through the game purposefully playing worse, but not too much worse, in order to see the more legitimate ending to the game. Number 1. Saw 2 Flesh and Blood the clever thing about Saw 2 is that it really emulates the difficult decisions that individuals in the film series and its awful traps have to make. This is best shown in your playthrough as Campbell, as after overcoming countless traps and maiming yourself repeatedly in the process, you are given the option between saving yourself or saving someone your son's age but condemning yourself to death. While dying counts as failing this trial because you're dead, saving yourself will come to bite you in the arse far harder, as it's revealed that the game's main character, Michael Tapp, is the person Campbell kills if he chooses to save his own hide. As such, if you want the best ending of the game, you're going to have to kill off Campbell in order to do so. To be fair, given Michael has done nothing wrong, but is instead in the saw traps because of his dad, it does seem like the fair choice to make, just one you don't really realise you're making the first time around. And there you are, the 10 video games that punish you for playing perfectly. But let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. If you like this video, make sure you give it a thumbs up. And if you haven't already, click that subscribe button as well as the little notification bell to be notified of any new videos coming your way. But for now, I have been Kirsten Rhea from World Culture Gaming, and I will see you in the next video. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.